Guess what? What? It's Ghosticles time. It is. Ghosticles time. It's Ghosticles time. I love Ghosticles time. It's my it's favorite. It's a good time. It oh. is a fun time. I it's was... when listeners send us your ghost stories and we read them back to you. This is true. Completely <laughs> unedited with Completely stumbles unedited. and no And music. cold reading. I haven't read any of these until like, it's great. It's very real. Yeah. This is, we're doing a yeah. table read. Um, I God, I love doing these though, because it's it's good practice. First of all, for any of you that want to maybe is. get into voice acting, Jamie and I are both teachers. Um, but we'll tell you, the That's first true. thing you should do is practice cold reading all the fucking time, the time, every chance you get. I talked about that yesterday. I read articles out loud to Jack all the time, just as practice. Yeah, yeah. I'll just and it, I'll, it is helpful. You know, I'll pick up a box of cereal and start reading whatever's on the back of it. Just, just, just. You know, it's important to, yeah, to, to choose copy that's not, um, that you didn't overthink. Because uh, we tend to, yeah. you know, you know your own limitations as a person, as an actor, as a voice. And so you'll, you'll if left to your own devices, you will choose things that you know you can read easily. Don't do that. Just put it yeah. on random. Random select and just read through the damn thing. Because you that's, get better that yes. way. That's how I do it. It's helpful. Now, you wouldn't know that based upon the way that we read your story. <laughs> I disagree. I think we are terribly engaging. Uh, yes. It's terribly. True. Okay. Terribly engaging. So we have four stories, but they're all yeah, pretty but, long. Nice, nice, chunky. And I will say, I do, stories. I peruse them, peruse, that's not the right word. I I look over them gently. Um, <laughs> and you peruse them like a grocery store aisle. Yeah, right. Uh, not like the what peruse actually means. And so, <laughs> which means much more intensely looking at something. Um, but uh, so I um, I still don't, like it, it's, I put them together days before we do it so that by yeah. the time we're reading it, we're on the same page with like, I don't, I don't remember what happens in the stories. It's great. It's perfect. We surprise so, ourselves all over again. Yes. <sighs> so let's get into it. I, I'll just start. Do you want to start? I'll start, yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, so f- first we have Taylor. Hey, Michael and Jamie. I Hi, hope Taylor. you both are doing well. Hi, Taylor. I hope you both are doing well, and I hope you're not completely insane because of quarantine like I am. Uh, we are. Not, not because of quarantine. Not completely. <laughs> yeah, right. It, I think the qu- right question is, how were we before the quarantine? Right, right. What's, uh, what's the cause of case. our insanity? Not the quarantine. Yeah. It's not the quarantine. In any case, this is my first submission because I am new to this podcast. Also, Welcome. don't worry. I am currently listening to all the past episodes to be brainwashed into the cl- I mean, fan base. <laughs> 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 you get it, Taylor. You get it. Um, I have to adjust my mic. It was a little farther away than I thought it was. Oh, now I can uh, see okay. it in your shot. It's good. Now I feel, now I feel like we're, we're true pros. Yeah. You're not a real so, voice actor you know. on Zoom unless they can see the mic in the shot. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sorry about that, Matt. He'll fix it. So hopefully it's not noticeable to everybody else. <laughs> Whoopsie. Also, also. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Also, don't worry. I'm listening to all the past episodes. Also, also. This was when I was about six or seven years old. So I mainly remember the main points of the story. However, I was with my older sister. So she helped me with the smaller details. Anyway, on to the story. Mm, It was a Saturday night like any other. Our dad walked up to the room and told uh, my sister and I it was bedtime. After a while of begging to stay up later, we finally started dragging ourselves upstairs to get ready for bed. 
Our house is an open concept house, meaning that the upstairs hallway was more of a balcony that connected all the upstairs rooms. So basically, you can see part of downstairs if you were looking over the banister that stopped you from falling downstairs, which would be a quick way to get downstairs, though. <laughs> Think of the upstairs as an oval-shaped donut. Mmm, donuts. Donut. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of. Great. I mean, I love uh, architecture, room... but man, donuts. I haven't had a donut. A donut. In architecture months. in the shape of donuts. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yes, please. My room was on the opposite <laughs> side of the stairs. So if you were in my doorway, you could see the stairs leading down or up. It's your life. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your style. <laughs> my sister gets the brilliant idea of us having a sleepover, which is just us sleeping in the same room. We ask our dad who allows us to since it wasn't a school night. However, we had to sleep in the same bed because we didn't have air mattresses or sleeping bags that weren't in the attic at the time. It still made us excited, and we agreed to sleep in my room and promised each other to stay up later than our usual bedtime like we were breaking a law. That's how my sister described the exchange anyway. I don't remember it that much. We stayed up joking around, talking, and telling ghost stories. Eventually, we turned off the light in my room and drifted off to sleep. This is where the more frightening events started unfolding. I wake up from a slight shaking and assume it's my sister waking me up in the morning. So I let out a little grunt and pulled the covers over my head, not wanting to get up yet. <laughs> However, she didn't say anything. This made me more aware of my surroundings. I realized that it was dark in my room. It wasn't morning yet. Oh. Why would my sister be shaking me awake at night? I still assumed that she just woke up in the middle of the night and wanted to torment me, so I wasn't too concerned yet. I looked over at the very dim light of my clock next to my bed to find that it read 3-something a.m. I can't remember the exact time. Still not hearing anything from my sister, I turn my head to my sister's direction. I find her sitting straight up, as rigid as a statue. Oh. She had no color in her face. Oh. Her eyes fixed on something in my room. It looked as, it looked as though her eyes were as wide as a human could possibly make them. I froze at that sight. I had never seen my sister so scared. I finally whispered her name. She didn't respond at first. All she could muster was, look. Oh! I, I turned in my bed and started to sit up but froze halfway through. I saw it. My eyes landed on the thing my sister was staring at. The thing my sister froze on. I wanted to scream, but I couldn't muster the courage or strength to do so. My sister and I were like deer in the headlights. We saw a woman, about 5'6", standing in the doorway of my room that led to the rest of the upstairs. But she wasn't a woman. I could see from the nightlight on the other side of the, I could see the nightlight on the other side of the hallway through her, along oh. with the banister behind her. The figure didn't have any eyes, but I could feel like she was staring at us. Oh, that's the For worst. For what felt, I know. When people For without eyes are staring at you, God. Mm -mm, it's inconsiderate. <laughs> staring is rude. Staring is rude. I challenge everyone to say that to the next staring ghost who finds staring at you. It's particularly staring rude, is rude if you're a ghost with no eyes. Right. And then the ghost can be like, I'm not looking at you. I'm like, yeah, uh, well, how do um, I know I that? I couldn't tell. Well, to face a different direction there. You're standing in my goddamn uh, doorway. <laughs> so for what felt like a century, the three of us did not move an inch. Finally, as if she was never there, the woman was gone. She didn't exactly disappear or evaporate. It was more like she was never there. Like my sister and I were never staring at anything but the doorway. 
One moment, the shadowy figure was there. The next, completely gone. Once the situation sank in a bit more, my sister basically pushed me towards the doorway to check where the woman went. But when <laughs> You're I, the youngest. I love that. You're safe. You do it. You, do it. <laughs> you haven't been staring at her in fear as long, so you go. But when I did, there was no trace of anyone being there, at least not that a seven-year-old could tell. My sister and I just sat on my bed with the lights on for the rest of the night, not saying a word. After all, we had no idea what to say. At first, I tried to logic out what we saw. I first thought maybe it was just my mom weirdly checking on us at night. I mean, our dad did it most of the time, but she said she didn't, and my dad said he forgot to that night as well. Also, parents usually aren't transparent. Right. Also, parents are usually... Plus, my mom is 5'9", while the figure was shorter than my mom, and according to my sister, she thinks she was about 5'6". Little uh, side note, I saw online there's like celebrity height thing. I have no idea how I came across it. But <laughs> they think that I I am 5'6". Oh. How tall do they think I am, Jamie? I don't seven, know. I haven't looked. Seven, I need to look into eight. that. I I am 5'3 uh, and 3 quarters. So I was looking exciting. how I was looking up how much they think I'm worth and I was like, "I, I am that. worth 8 million dollars, you guys." If fucking only I'm I'm worth if maybe uh, I'm man I don't think yeah I don't even know how to respond to that when I saw that I was like well where the if I'm worth that who's getting it because I'm sure as hell not I know I want that I want some of that put in right. a studio here too jeez right Fuck. okay sorry <laughs> sidetrack work on that okay back to the story back to Taylor's story how sorry, much you, how much money six. you think that That's ghost all. made. Right? Ooh, what's what's that ghost? What's that ghost pulling? Like, what is it? Is it? Are they union? Right. right. Are they really five six or shorter than even that? But a mom that's five nine—that's fun. I wouldn't. I have no idea what that that was like. My mom's four eleven. So same. My she's mom. Adorable. My mom's. My mom's. There, we the have same mums. We have tiny mums. Tiny, tiny mums. Uh, my next thought was a break-in, but that didn't explain us being able to see through the person. Plus, we never saw the figure downstairs or anything like, I, though I guess an intruder could have gone through a window. Still wouldn't have been see-through, though. So, yeah, still wouldn't it definitely have been wasn't sleep paralysis, so it could be some sort of shared hallucination. I don't remember the name of it, but there's some sort of phenomenon like that, I think. Right now, I'm convinced it was a ghost. Me too, Taylor. I asked I my mean, parents what not? history they knew about our house. Not long after, I remember my dad said it used to be an orange orchard. Ever since, I've always wondered what happened before my house was built. To be honest, I kept giving the doorway of my room glances while writing this because it's 1 a.m. and this story really does creep me out every time I think about it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good, good story. That is a good story. I, I'm still, I'm kind of harping on the fact that you, the seven-year-old, is the one that got sent on reconnaissance. Like, yeah. no, not the older sibling. No. <laughs> the, uh -uh. You, you go do it. I'm, I'm. I'm the oldest. I can't die. I'm this family's hope. <laughs> I'm the oldest. I get to tell people what to do. I think that's more what, <clears throat> what that was about. That was good. good story. That was good. Thank you for that yeah. story. All right. This <laughs> next one comes from Natalia. I've always loved the I, name Natalia. That's a good name. It is. Uh, all right. So I have three stories for you, Natalia says. Three. Oh, excellent. Uh, uh, three for the price of one. Uh, for my first story, I like, for my first story, I like to call it A Night at mercy. Oh, what a mm. what a good name. To clarify, this is a story that was told to me by some friends that spent uh, that I spent time with when I was in a daycare. So, in my town, we have a hospital we refer to as the Old Mercy Hospital and, <gasps> and It's Laredo. Oh, is it? 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That has to be. Oh, shit. I mean, okay, continue. Uh, coincidentally, I, I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be that just like that's a that's a trope for naming hospitals. Like, oh, Mercy. Uh, it's like. Mercy is a popular hospital name. My dad is. worked at a Mercy Hospital in Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know. It's... But abandoned ones? I don't know. Anyways, the story goes like this. Uh, my friends had all decided to go trick-or-treating as a group for this one Halloween night. Uh, basic, I know, and they thought it would be a fun idea to try to get inside of the old abandoned Mercy Hospital. Oh, no, that's a terrible idea. Stay away from abandoned, abandoned buildings. I mean, you can, like, just take pictures of them from the street, from the safety yeah. of the street at a decent hour. Sorry, I'm being... Mom. Um, I'm unsure of how they got in, but I'm certain that they must have squeezed through one of the slightly open gates that surrounded the entire property. For reference, the hospital has a strict no trespassing rule, and those that are caught inside uh, are liable to punishment by law. Yeah, that, that's how that works. They may be abandoned, but someone owns that shit and they don't want you on there. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, no one really listened to the warning signs, and the group proceeded to trespass into the property. Bad idea. As they stood in front of the entrance of the hospital, they thought it would be funny to make the youngest of the group head inside first. There's definitely a theme to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sacrifice, sacrifice the young. Um, the youngest was around six or seven years old. <laughs> Jesus, that's too young. And it's so young to be doing anything, let alone breaking into fucking <laughs> abandoned buildings. Sorry, I'm judging. I'm so What about judging. mercy for the little kid? Right. It's well, it's old mercy, not young mercy. Old mercy. You're um, right. You're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the youngest was around six or seven years old, and he was oblivious to what was going on. So he heads inside without hesitation. A minute or two passed by before the boy came running out, screaming, freaking out. Everyone in the group couldn't help but scream as well. And uh, when they saw him running out, the poor boy's hands were covered in blood. And oh, everyone no. thought he must have hurt himself, got attacked or something. Yeah, that ball, oh, you fucking, ah, oh, kids. Sorry, well, I'm just, <laughs> this, is, this is the joy of cold reading as I react in real time to the story that's unfolding in front of me. Uh, when they got home and got him cleaned up, he was fine. There were no cuts, bruises, or anything to indicate that he was harmed. If the blood wasn't his, then whose was it? To this day, the boy still can't explain what happened that night because he doesn't remember anything. Looking back, the only logical explanation would be that a homeless person was the cause. Okay, right. Or someone okay. else who's breaking in there illegally. Um, right. Also, maybe he just stumbled on a like a pile of ketchup packets that someone had brought in. I don't. I don't know. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, this hospital was known to be a safe place for homeless people to spend their nights. Uh, and it wouldn't be a surprise that there were one residing in there, although we still can't explain where the blood came from if he didn't have any injuries. So that's fucked. That's mm. so fucked up. It is. That's just a fucked up story. Oh, too young. Yeah. If, you, if, these were yeah. my, if these were my kids, they would be grounded until they were 18. <laughs> and then I'd kick them. But that's and before then, they ever went into mercy, right. just like just, as a general yeah, rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the only mercy you need to worry about is mine. Uh, for the second, for my second story, it's the one I'd like to call the ghost nurse. It's rather short. Remember when I mentioned that the daycare I used to attend was in front of the old abandoned Mercy Hospital? Yeah, we we do. It was right up there. Mm-hmm. It's like I can literally still see the it's paragraph. It's Laredo. Yeah, this yeah. is absolutely Laredo. All right, all right. Well, uh, that's an important thing to note for this story. So a friend's mother used to work at this daycare. She's a lovely, kind woman, and she's never been the type to... Uh, of mom to lie or to gossip, so there was never any reason not to believe her. Because she worked in this daycare, she was in charge of most night shifts. Her job was mainly to sort through the paperwork, and afterwards, she would be allowed to head home whenever she liked. One night, she was sorting through paperwork as usual when she suddenly noticed a woman walking down the hallway. It was bizarre because this woman was wearing a nurse's uniform from what she assumed was around the 20th century. Oh, God. You have to say it like 
it was so long ago. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that's just that got me right here in my old man feels. Um, there were so many things that felt off about this woman. For one, what was she doing in a daycare that was closed and wouldn't be open until 7 a.m.? Two, why was she wearing an extremely outdated uniform? Lastly, what freaked her out uh, the most was the fact that she was slightly translucent and that she wasn't making any sounds or footsteps. Um, mm. Of the three things that you could have a problem with, I think that'd be number one. <laughs> yeah. First of all, yeah. uh, first of all, we're closed. Secondly, what is with that outfit? And three, are you translucent? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you're translucent, and I'm not okay with that. Right. When it comes down to it, if they're translucent, it's not a person. I mean, we say that, and I'm sure we're going to discover that there's some people out there that are translucent, and I don't want to yeah. offend them. Um, when the nurse walked by her completely, she immediately stood up and looked around the corner of the desk she was sitting at uh, to see the other end of the hallway. She wanted to call the woman out and ask what she was doing in the building after hours, but when she looked over, the woman was gone, of course. After that night, many workers of the daycare said they'd spotted the same thing, and it was decided they'd get a priest in to bless the building. After the priest's visit, the sightings of the ghost nurse stopped, it's speculated that the ghost nurse had a connection to the Haunted Mercy Hospital next door. Uh, it was literally across the street, although they couldn't have known for sure, and they don't think they will ever find out. It makes you wonder, why was she at mm. the daycare instead of the hospital? Well, maybe the building used to be part of the hospital. Uh, for my last story, or my last trip. Maybe because, you know, nobody needs her help in the abandoned hospital, except for that little boy with his bloody hands. Or maybe, like, things have shifted since the hospital closed, mm -hmm. and so now where the hospital, like, you know, maybe, like, for the ghost, where the where the daycare is, is where the hospital used to be. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how ghosts and their presence well, and account you know for the rotation of the earth. A hospital is like a campus. Mm -hmm. So they'll have other buildings. Yeah, there's around like a whole it. complex of buildings. So yeah. maybe the daycare was once been... one of their one of their outbuildings or something. Yeah, could have been. Uh, for my last story, this is an experience a tour guide had and told our group about. For reference, this tour guide worked in a college that was close to the Rio Grande River. Rio Grande. Sorry, I had to say it. Rio Grande. Rio Grande. Um, so, yeah, you're right. This is absolutely local. Uh, yeah. This is how the story went. The, the tour guide, along with a co-worker, were driving alongside the Rio Grande, and they were using a single four-wheeler as their means of transportation. For whatever reason, the vehicle just stopped and didn't want to turn on. At this time, sundown had already passed, and it was beginning to get dark. So they decided to call for help, and they had to wait for someone from campus to come by and help them with their issue. They must have waited around in the dark for about 15 minutes or so before they heard a loud wailing of a woman. The both of them looked at each other, horrified as they came to a mutual realization and decided to get the hell out of there ASAP. Since the campus was close by, they were able to easily just climb up the hill and head back rather than waiting to... to blah, blah, blah. Let me. Wow, yeah. that was very clear. Thank you. Uh, since the, I just, I just suddenly. We're professionals. Well, it's it's <laughs> not uncommon for me to just suddenly switch over into French. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that was to that totally sounded French. So I'll give it to you. Uh, since the campus was close <laughs> by, they were able to easily climb up the hill and head back rather than waiting to get their vehicle fixed, which would of course taken longer. If they'd waited, they would have had to take the long route home using the vehicle, since the four wheeler would have had to been taken alongside the dirt path all the way down along the river until what I assume would have been a turn for them to take. Anyway, that night, they both knew that they had probably, uh, what they had probably encountered. You see, there's this old Mexican legend of a ghost known as La Llorona, or in English, yes. the weeping woman. Oh, we are very, very familiar with it. 
Ya la rona. Ya la ya rona. I said ya la rona. <laughs> Maesha rona. Uh, ya ya rona. Uh, there's, there are different stories speculating how this ghost woman came to be, but most have one thing in common. A mother threw her two boys into the Rio Grande River, and after realizing what she had done, jumped into the river herself. Because she committed a great sin, murder, she was cursed to roam alongside the river in search of her boys. It's said that if you encounter la Yarona, one of two things may happen. If you're an adult, you'll be killed off immediately. Although if you're a child, she'll come to you as if relieved that she may have found her lost sons. But once she realizes that you're not one of her boys, she'll throw you into the river out of rage. She's called the Weeping Woman because it's said that you can identify her by the sounds of her loud crying as she searches. The tour guide and her co-worker were sure they had encountered La Yarona when they heard the loud wailing and, may, and it made them wonder, what would have happened if they'd stayed? Would they have been thrown into the river, never to be seen again? <laughs> well, I think uh, most of the stories I hear is a boy and a girl. It's not two boys. That's the first time I think I've heard that it's two boys and not a boy and a girl. Yeah, I think every every iteration um, I've heard, it's always it's always a boy and a girl. But I think that's yeah, just kind of... Yeah, whatever the reason, she kills them in the river and then is either trying to f- to save them, get them back, something like that, and ends up dying. Yeah. Uh, or it's just straight up, uh, she takes her own life. Yeah. But either way, yeah, Spooky. she's said to roam the Rio Grande specifically. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But uh, that is concerning, too, because that is also um, uh, Border Patrol territory. Mm-hmm. And it concerns me that they were running <laughs> for Border <laughs> Patrol. It's just happy hunting for Border Patrol. Uh, I, I, and again, it just kind of reiterates, you know, like, oh, well, that ghost woman. Let's send the child. The child's going to be the safest option. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Only gosh. because it takes her a little longer to kill the child. Right. Yeah. You're still going to die. It's almost Banshee-like, right? Right. It's that- the, the, the woman near the river wailing. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah. that's an old that's an old ghostly trope. Yeah, and if you hear it, watch out. Just if you or hear don't. it, just I mean, don't. it really doesn't matter. You don't have any options at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have an option. You could run up the fucking hill and not wait for them to yeah, come. Yeah, that's true. You know, not fix to your be caught. RV. Yeah, but with a banshee, it's just hearing it is all you need. Right, and that what it is. Well, hearing hearing the banshee in in, in uh, true Irish folklore, the banshee is just signified that someone's about to die. She doesn't cause their death; she's just kind of an early warning system. And it's uh, she's if the someone, FYI. Whoever it's um, and it's tied to the the whoever the ranking member of the family, so the patriarch or the matriarch mm. is going to die. If if any family member, uh, immediate family member, happens to hear the banshee wailing, then that means that the the reigning member of the family is about to meet their end. But it, it, the banshee doesn't oh. cause it. That's not that's not typical right. of folklore, um, though it is said that if you see one, and because sometimes you can sight uh, the banshee supposedly at the riverside, either doing laundry or washing her hair, and if you mm-hmm. see her, it's said to be real bad luck. Oh yeah, but that's okay. it depends. But the the main thing, because my family supposedly has a banshee, it's there there are records of it in my mom's vast collection of genealogical data. And, uh, and not that we necessarily believe in it, but it's just kind of fun to think, oh, our family thinks this, whatever. And uh, and the the tradition was that if someone heard a, bail, a, a wailing, that it meant like, oh, oh, Grandpa Joe's about to go or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And specifically- I wonder if anybody ever used that as in a murder. You know, like, oh, I heard a wailing, and then everybody's expecting that person to die anyway, so then they can totally, like, it's trick wor- them. Worst defense ever. It's like yeah. the it's like the ghostly version of he who smelt it dealt it. 
Um, yeah, it's, it was the banshee. It wasn't and me. And specifically, the kind of wailing, uh, it's a very Irish thing, a very uh, yeah. Welsh-Irish thing. It's called keening. It's a kind keening. of professional uh, wailing, almost a kind of, it's uh, almost a song-like wailing that uh, usually they're professional. Like, you know, some some cultures have professional mourners and keeners right. in Irish culture are, are sort of the equivalent. Um, yes. And that's the, the banshee is is a supernatural keener, so to speak. And that right. if you've ever heard someone keening, it, it's hard to find because it's very it's very uh, protected. You're only supposed to hear it at a funeral or a memorial service. But it, it is chilling. It's yeah. chilling. So then, what I want I want to know then is if they've heard La Llorona, I want them to go listen to the banshee and see if that's similar. Yeah, just go and uh, you can go and you to can keening, I mean, you can hear a banshee by watching Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that movie when we were keening. kids? No, I no, don't. It's about don't, this old uh, Irish man who always tells stories about like the little people and, and all these, all the, like apparently he's had an encounter with every single piece of Irish folklore and no one believes him. And then like as the course of the movie plays out, you find it. Oh, it's, it is true. He is friends with the King of the Leprechauns and, and he does get chased by a banshee and he is the only man to have gotten into the death coach and survived. It's, it's well, a really I cute. I want to watch it. It's a Disney movie and it's starring a very young Sean Connery who's like in his early twenties oh. at the time. He's, he's like, wow. the, he's like the, the supporting love interest. But it's a yeah. cute little movie. I used to be obsessed with it okay. when I was a kid. And the banshee Mine was scene the is cat terrifying. From outer space. That's what I love. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> it was so good. His little collar would line up. Maybe it runs okay. on mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, right. We have two stories to get through. We sorry, have to sorry, do this. Sorry. Okay. We're just having a good time, people. We don't get to hang out anymore. I know, it's true. Okay. Uh, this is from Shelly. Hello, Michael and Jamie. Hi, Shelly. Shelly again. Yay. It was it was midnight, and I had my headphones in listening to your podcast to wind me down for the night, and I heard my story being read. I gasped and had a silent fangirl moment while my husband, Chad, slept next to me, none the wiser that my two favorite people were currently reading something I wrote on my favorite podcast. Yay! Yay. I managed, barely, to hold on to my excitement until morning to tell him. This got us talking about our... That's such a cool... Like, I'm so glad that that made you so happy. That's, it's that's, exciting. That makes me happy. Um, uh, it got us talking about other ghostly interactions within our friends and family circle, and he shared one so chilling, I knew I had to share it with you. So here it goes. <laughs> when our nephew was four years old, his mother took him to a friend's house, we'll call her Julie, to celebrate the 4th of July. All of the children were running around the front yard, enjoying the festivities of blowing stuff up and snacking <laughs> on a plethora of barbecue goodies. But... Amidst the fun and games, our nephew seemed distracted, uncomfortable, and kept looking back at the house nervously. About halfway through the evening, he had to use the bathroom. Julie told him he could use the bathroom in the basement. He refused and continued <laughs> to argue with them, saying he was scared. Smart. He knew, fuck a basement. Smart. He knew it. Again, uh, stop uh, trying to send these children into danger, people. I know. God, <laughs> poor children. Thinking it was nothing but common fear all children and some adults have of basements. Seriously, why are basements so fucking creepy? They ignored his protests and insisted that he suck it up and go use the bathroom and assured him everything was fine. Whimpering, he went inside. Scrambling as fast as he could manage, he used the bathroom and darted outside before even the next firecracker could be lit. Not even the flash could piss faster. <laughs> <laughs> flash piss. He was flash piss. He was white as a sheet in a cold sweat and shaking from head to toe. What happened? His mom and their friend Julie asked in shock at his terrified expression. The scary man won't stop staring at me, he oh. bawled. 
What man, they both asked, confused and scanning the area for potential predators. The man in the window, he keeps staring at me, he shouted, pointing to the window in the front of their house. There's no one there. What does he look like? They asked desperately, trying to understand while exchanging glances between the child, each other, and the house. He has a blue face and his eyes are poking out of his head, he replied, trembling. It was at this moment Julie felt sick to her stomach. She knew they weren't going to find this mystery man. That's because the man with the blue face and bulging eyes that her nephew was seeing was her husband <gasps> who had hanged himself in the basement one year prior. Why would, oh, why would you Once, send a child to that basement? <clears throat> I mean, I Once guess that that's where the bathroom shock. is, but it's like, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm just so harping on, like, why? People, These people. poor children. You know what? I didn't even plan this. I just put story. I just was like, that's a good story. That's a good story. That's a good story. <laughs> should, and then put them together. I didn't do this on purpose. Suffer the little children. For the children, yes. Uh, Once the initial shock had worn off and they had effectively calmed our nephew and themselves down, they continued to ask him if he saw or heard anything else. He told them that he also heard a vacuum. Julie started chuckling, breaking the tension, if not only to create a different awkward tension. (laughs) For you see, despite how horrifying this man's in-death ghostly image would have been for the boy, this is all she needed to know to confirm that this indeed had to be her late husband. While still creeped out themselves, the adults assured our nephew that this scary man was not going to hurt him, to ignore him and play, and that he didn't have to go back into the house. My sister-in-law later asked Julie why she had chuckled, and Julie explained that the fact that he heard a vacuum told her it had to have been the ghost of her husband. Because it was his thing when they were together that every time she would vacuum, he would grab her ass. She said that even now, every time she vacuums, she can feel a hand touch her ass as a sign he was still there. I don't know that I would have found a ghost grabbing my ass to be as nearly endearing as she found it to be, deceased husband or not. In fact, I'd probably be the first person to buy out all the sage from my local head shop and have a nice bonfire in my fireplace by evening. But I managed to find this whole story fascinatingly frightening and worth sharing with my ghoul-loving friends. Stay awesome, stay spooky, and remember... The ghost still can get can still get you with the lights on. Wait, <laughs> sincerely, Shelly. <laughs> Man, I'm just gonna say it. I, oh, it's, it's such a good story. It's a great story, but I'm like, if yeah. that ghost is like, especially if it's a ghost of someone like that's close to me, that's like, you know, killed themselves. I hope they no one ever ever does that, and I don't mean to yeah. make light of it, but I'd be like, bitch, you wanted to go, you best fucking go. <laughs> it was You're your gonna choice. fucking leave my ass like that. You better stay left. I'm grabbing my ass, scaring my children. Um, yeah. God damn. That's grabbing damn, my ass. Grabbing my ass. I'd be, I'd be so mad. I'm like, yeah, go- well, you should have stuck around. Um, it's a little ghosty grab ass. Who doesn't love yeah. a little ghosty grab ass? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This next story, uh, final, <laughs> last but not least, comes from Ariana or Ariana. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I like. I just love the name. Hi, Jamie and Michael. It's Ari from Ghost Schools 28 and 31 again. Hello, Hello, Ari. I told you last time I wrote in, I'd share the stories of working in a haunted store, and today I'm here to deliver. I also reached out to one of my friends who worked there uh, and got a few things from her. So here goes. I'm not sure about the legality of saying the name of the place. I mean, I can tell you it's... (laughs) 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 Beep that out. (laughs) 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 But as far as saying that the 
podcast, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a cold read. You should probably bleep right. that out, Matt. Um, yeah. <laughs> <it's> basically. <laughs> Believe everything I else I told in. you, I glance at them lightly. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, there's everywhere. We don't know that they're, they're not all haunted. They can't be. Or maybe, they, I mean, I don't know. I would think. <laughs> anyway, I should probably stop saying the name. Um. We sold a bunch of bohemian stuff, think hipster girl dorm room decor and clothes with a few uh, eclectic giftable items thrown in. Uh, I have a few of these items actually myself. Uh, None of us Mm -hmm. had any idea why it would be haunted. It was just a standard little store in the mall. Nothing tragic or unusual had happened there to our knowledge, but for whatever reason, it definitely was haunted. For starters, all of the key holders and managers reported hearing sounds in the morning before opening, myself included. On several occasions, I heard hangers clicking together in the store like someone was rifling through the clothes while I was in the back room. I also heard what sounded like muffled talking from the back room a couple of times. Every time, however, the gate was down and locked and the only other people in the mall were other openers and other stores and senior citizens getting their laps in for the day. A few other <laughs> incidents that stuck out. My coworker and friend, Connor, was sitting on one of the fancy, uh, fancy poofs we sold and saw a young woman with, a, uh, with dark hair and a lacy top walk into the store reflected in a mirror. When she turned and said hello to the girl, the manager on duty asked her who the fuck she was talking to. Said manager was standing up with a full view of the store and told Connor that no one had come in. The store who mm. was empty. Another time, I was behind. Mirror the ca- bullshit. I don't like mirror bullshit. Mm-hmm. Another time, mm-hmm. I was behind the counter on a slow day, basically just waiting for someone to come in so I could have something to do. Towards the back of the store, I noticed the top of a woman's head over one of the displays. I could easily see that she had dark hair and a high ponytail, and that she was walking along uh, a, a row towards a display of backpacks. Thinking I'd missed a customer, I walked back to say hello and ask if I could help her, only to find out no one was there. The store was, yet again, completely empty. Not long after that, in the same back corner where I'd seen the woman while I was the only one there, I found an entire wall rack of backpacks pulled off and sat neatly on the ground. There was Mm. no way it could have fallen without me hearing it. Finally, this incident happened when Connor and I were closing one night. It had been a rather slow day, which you may have gathered uh, was not a rarity. And since no one had come into the store in the past hour or so, we were going through our cleaning checklist to kill time before we could close the gate and count down the register. I was dusting, and when I got to the Galileo thermometers, I found that our display model had been absolutely shattered. I asked Connor about it, and neither of us had seen anyone in the area or heard any breaking glass. It was like someone or something had managed to smash the tube and scatter shards of glass and temperature markers all around it, all in total silence. Even if a living person had done it, how could they have done us done it without us hearing? We ended up having to stay super late to clean up the mess. Uh, we talked about it briefly when I asked her about her own stories from working there, and we still can't figure it out. Needless to say, yeah. I think we're both pretty happy to have left that job. Once again, <laughs> thanks to your haunted podcast, a few small creepy things have been happening around my house. You're welcome. But it's You're nothing welcome. to write in about just yet. Oh, give it time. Uh, I'll be sure to let you know if it escalates, it will. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> we will. You guys are awesome. We are. <laughs> Thank you, Ari. <laughs> Thank you, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
We are. It will. You, are, are, you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a little running commentary. It's called content creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Your it hauntings. is. It's great. So, <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for sending in your stories. We love them. Please send in your ghost stories, uh, especially now that people are at home for a while. We feel like no. you should have them, or at least you should be having conversations with other people about ghosts and getting stories from them. We will accept those as well. Yes. Uh, but don't send us your dreams. Unless that dream is you specifically <laughs> talking to the other side, don't, are, are don't you, send it. Are you getting a lot of submissions from people that are like, a lot I of dreams. this? Uh, I had a dream, and it didn't make any sense, but here I'm going to tell you, as it, it still doesn't make any sense to me. And, oh, God, and so don't. Him. Don't send yeah. us your dreams, but send yeah. us other stuff. Send, send us other stuff. Send us stuff that happenings. aren't dreams. Unless, I mean, send us stuff about your dreams if the dreams, like, came true or, say, like, if there's some, like, significance to the dream vis-a-vis waking life. But other than that, I, we're not we're not therapists. Have, yeah. In no. case you haven't noticed. Right, we're not. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. Prophetic, psychic dreams are fine, but just, like, your general dreams, it's yeah. just, it's all, con- it's all about control. That's what it all, it's, it's always yeah. control. It's, yeah. That's what it always is, so. <laughs> I'll solve that right now. Right. Uh, But other stories, yes, we need your other stories, so please send those in. Um, And I I guess check out the website. Thank you to our patrons, as usual. uh, Patreon.com. Google Intentions. You can find us there. Yes, yes. And uh, become a patron as well. We will be having a chat, I think, in the next week or two. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Those are always fun. We will work that out and, and publicize it in the next episode, so... Thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. Stay safe. Stay sane. Wash your hands. Stay sane. And remember, (gasps) it's it's okay okay to sleep with the lights on. Oh, we We did it in sync. We did it. We did it at all. Should we clap and do it? Okay. Okay, You clap and then we'll say it. I'll clap. (laughs) Okay. Remember... It's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with the lights with the on. Lights on. We it's had on. it the first time and you left. Yeah, okay, here's what we'll do. We didn't have it. We didn't have it at all. You say it and then I'll repeat it. And then, Matt, you put okay. it together. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. It's okay to sleep with the lights on. It's okay to sleep with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me see. I love you, Matt. You're the best.